We're we're on hot mics, hot mics. It's Adobe Radio. It's news to us. Say it's Eddie. I'm Jason, and both of us are broadcasting from our bunkers, as we should be. It's news to us in COVID nineteen quarantine twenty twenty. That's right. I'm in my quarantine. Jason is in his. But through the magic of the internet, we're able to do the show live on Adobe Radio, and of course, podcast it as well. How is your quarantine going there, Jason? You know, it's going okay. I keep having, like, <clears throat> today I've been, like, panicked a little bit, Eddie. You're panicking. I panicked a little. I was like, oh, my God, do I have a fever? Oh, no. Like, all afternoon. I've been like, oh, my God, I think I've got it. Okay. I've got the COVID. I, oh, I hope not. It's news to us. With Eddie and Jason. COVID coverage tonight, of course. COVID crashes Congress. We'll talk to you about how COVID is infecting Congress like the virus it is. It's a virus infecting a virus. I don't even know that was possible. Virus on virus action. Also, Mm. our guest tonight is Jason Call for Congress. He's running for Congress in Washington State. We'll talk to him. And then also uh, more stuff, more COVID coverage continues on because that's what everybody's talking about. Before we get into that, Jason, you mentioned that you thought you might be getting sick. Are you are you for real there? How do you did you take your temperature rectally? How do we know? Uh, you know, we don't know for sure, um, but I definitely like had you, a panic moment. Like, you don't oh know for God. sure if you took your temperature rectally. Oh, my God. I think I have a fever right now. I don't feel good. Can you take oh your temperature gosh. live on the air for us? No. Why is that such a strong no? It's personal. That's personal. It's personal to take your temperature live on the air. Yeah, because what if I do have it? But you don't want people to know? I don't want no. Why? <laughs> Why? Because then people will think I'm a leper or something. Nobody's going to think you're a leper if you have it. No, you don't know that. If you have it, I think people are going to feel sorry for you. So what what, do you, what are your symptoms right now? Uh, fear, panic. That's about it. You know, I, I've been kind of going on and off of this, too. I had a really bad cough for one day a couple of days ago. And I was like, what? I was like, and then you hung out with me yesterday. Well, then it went away. It was just it was just allergies. I took an allergy pill and it went away. So I assumed it was oh allergies. God. But because uh, that happens to me sometimes. With allergies this Maybe time you of year. Maybe the key. Maybe it's just an allergy pill. Yes. I mean, if you tell, if we tweet that to DJT, he might take us for a word. Yeah, because that actually goes into our first uh, segment a little bit where, he, yeah, he, he kind of is contradicting. Well, not kind of. He is contradicting doctors and he's just coming up with his own advice for COVID-19. And it's goddamn crazy. Scary. Uh, we all man. remember when he... Uh, wasn't listening to the experts and look where we're at now. So yeah. Yeah. But how are you, how are you so really, how, how, how am I doing? Is that what you're going to say? I was going to ask you the same question. I was, I was asking you like, what, are, how are you doing during all of this? Like, what are you doing at home uh, <laughs> now that we're stuck at home? I would say the alcohol consumption has gone up a lot. I would say really? that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is not good. Do you think that's uh a responsible thing to do right now it's but it's because of stress you know and and normally my coping mechanism is to go to the gym and i haven't been able to do that i'm really sort of uh and then i, I was like okay i'll go on bike rides it's been cold here 
where we live. Um, so yeah, but uh, be- maybe you besides- should try flanking. <laughs> maybe I did. Uh, try- I thought about it. I tried to do some some at home workout stuff the other day though. I did uh, like some push ups and some sit ups and stuff. And no, no, no. Then I tried some to jazzercising. I, I tried to yeah. I tried to jog, and that didn't work out for me because my uh, my legs really started to hurt. <laughs> Shin splints. Yeah, I'm not a good jogger. I would like to be, but I'm not. I don't know what the trick is. But they say they say before they say the best way to cope is to create new routines. And I, I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to figure out different ways to be active. And riding my bike is something I really enjoy. And once I can start doing that more, I think I'll start to feel a bit better overall. Uh, overall, just trying to keep busy with work and um, yeah, just day to day life. What about you? You know, I've been home for a week now, um, and the big thing for me has been like trying to stick to like creating a schedule for myself. So what does that mean? So, well, you know, so I wake up, uh, you know, I I do my normal morning routine as if I was going to work. So I get up, I start my coffee. As soon as the coffee starts brewing, I go and uh, do my, my poop. (laughs) And then when I get done with my, do you have that written on your schedule? Poop. No, it's just a routine, right? Like okay. that's my I guess it's more of a routine. I'd like to see your schedule. Seven thirty, poop. Poop. <laughs> no, it is usually at a certain time. All right. What else? Um, what's, what's, so then I have yeah. a cup of coffee. I hang out, watch a little bit of news, see what's happening, uh, make some breakfast, uh, take a shower, you know, maybe do a little whatever uh for an hour and then um, I take the dog out and I take the dog we go do a errand or two and then we go to the dog park I come home I have lunch you know it's just seems so mundane but it, it is a schedule that I'm sticking to which I uh, enjoy it's hard it's particularly hard for you because you usually have to go into work you work in retail uh, my job allows me to work from home so to me it's really not that big of an adjustment to be working from home more and I, I feel for people who aren't used to it because uh, it d- it does take some getting used to. But I've been doing it for so long now that to me, it's just like whatever, you know, so I'm not as affected. And on top of that, I don't have very many friends these days. So it's not like my social schedule is being disrupted. Huh. Can we can we dive into this a little bit? <laughs> like over the last like several months, you continue to say that you don't have a very. Oh, that many friends anymore uh, yeah i don't like it's just a fact is this like self-reflection like is this like something you're working through right now it's just a fact is what it is yeah but it's like always top of mind like yeah is it bothering you it does yeah i, I huh but you know it's my, it's just life and i not good enough for you oh no you guys are great you guys are my friends that's about it yeah, I mean, Chris is texting us at five thirty in the morning. That yeah. woke me up, and I like, I stayed up since you know after he texted. I no, I mean, I don't know what I'd do without you guys. You guys are my best friends, so yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I don't. Besides you guys, and we don't really hang out that much beyond the show, just because our lives are busy. I know other people have, you know, during the weekends they're getting together with friends and. Being social, I haven't done that in a, a while, so I'm not really missing anything. People our age, <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. 
Like who? Oh my god! Let me mean a name name. Simmy, uh, t- 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 Tammy, and, and and Sam, and 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 Jimmy, and I don't know. Are you Facebook envy? Is this like I'm on Facebook? Is the root of your if the you should is have this, se- is this being caused by your Facebook? You should have seen the brunch that uh, that John posted the other day. Are you being jealous of Facebook? Is this why? All right, this is ridiculous. Like Let's be- talk about the dirty, the dirty deets. The dirty deets. An in-depth look at this week's most important stories. What's happening? DJT appears to be getting annoyed with uh, the government's top infectious disease expert, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Yeah. Yeah. He's Dr. Fauci has been standing next to DJT during these, these COVID-19 task force briefings. Most of them, anyway. He's Sometimes the, he's not there. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's currently the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, so he should be the guy that we go to for all the information, right? One would assume. Uh, that's, I would think so. I f- you know, I don't know if you've watched any of the briefings, but he is like a fresh of breath air. He, the guy's... Pardon uh, the pun. He's the real deal, this Fauci. I don't even know how he ended up... On, in uh, Trump's circle because the guy actually he's a legit doctor and and he here is George W. Bush during the 1988 debate uh, saying how great Dr. Fauci is. Listen to this. This is uh, dug up in the archive in the It's News to Us archive. Here we go. People that are clean and honorable and out there setting a uh, uh, setting the pace. I think a Dr. Fauci probably never heard of it. You did. Ann heard him. He's a very fine research top doctor at National Institute of Health, working hard doing something about research on this disease of AIDS. There you go. So the guy has had high praise since the 80s. That's like 30 years, if my math is correct. So he's a. Why doesn't DJT like the guy? Or what's the deal? Well, he's uh, constantly contradicting DJT. Oh, yeah. You have to kiss DJT's uh, ass. Forgot well, you know, he DJT has kind of given him a little bit of leeway here, which is surprising because most people, if you contradict DJT, you're out of there. You're fired. Get out of here. But Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci seems to be able to be resistant uh, Would to you, that sort of criticism. So he, he has the DJT vaccine somehow. He does. <laughs> He has the antibody. Great, great doctor. At great least great for doctor. now. How did he get, At least for now. Can he give the rest of us that? Can they like roll that into the the flu vaccine every year? That'd be fantastic. I, that would be fant- That would be just terrific, wouldn't it? So DJT will get up uh, during these press conferences and he'll blurt out inaccuracies, and then Doctor Fauci will have to say, mm, "Actually." Actually, actually, that's incorrect. <laughs> yeah, let me let me go ahead and uh, correct you on that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and you know, uh, reporters. Uh, so, Doctor Fauci's been making the rounds, um, uh, sitting down for interviews uh, with multiple publications and outlets. Um, and he recently sat down with the New York Times. Yeah, um, and he said that uh, in an interview they published on Saturday is uh, quote. I don't want to embarrass him. I don't want to act like a tough guy. Like I stood up to the president. I just want to get the facts out. Instead of saying you're wrong, all you need to do is continue to talk about what the data are. 
and what the evidence is. So he is a, uh, I mean, in this day and age, data, it's all about data, right? Data analytics, like everything is based on data. I think that's why people are gravitating towards Dr. Fauci, because he's no nonsense, just it's data-driven only. Dr. Fauci, yeah. Yeah, he's he's a voice of reason in this batshit crazy administration because we have no leadership from the top down. This whole thing has been mishandled. And I would like to call this instead of COVID-19 or the coronavirus, the Republican virus, because it's their policies that were in place that made it so that this spread was more possible. And the prevention efforts were dismantled because of Republican policies. So I call it the Republican virus. That's in direct uh, contradiction to what the Republicans are now calling it, which is, <laughs> I don't even want to say it. I don't, I'm not going to say it. The Hillary Clinton I virus. Don't think- the Hillary Clinton email <laughs> server virus. <laughs> I'm not going to say what they're calling it because I think it's derogatory and I, I think it's just completely wrong. I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, really? What do you mean? They call it uh, the Chinese virus. Oh, yeah. I wasn't sure what you were referring to. Yeah, yeah. I guess not. Yeah, it is. China, 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 Northwest Wisconsin, where I'm from. It's China to me. China, 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 China. You want to buy from China? That's great. Buy from China. Buy toys from China. China in particular. China, China. I have people that I know in China, China, China. The guy's obsessed with China. I don't know. What is it? Why is he obsessed with China? He needs to have a villain. He needs to have an adversary so he can uh, fight against it. Yeah, and this is his go-to. You know, when he's in a corner, when he clearly... Don't put baby in a corner. When he put this big baby in a corner, he resorts to racism. (laughs) The guy never... He's a xenophobic. Yeah. He's a xenophobic, ignorant fucktar. Small little man. Little man with little hands. That's what he eats. Little hands. Very tiny hands. You know what hands. they say about little hands? The biggest hands you ever seen. Little tiny. What do they say about tiny hands? One tiny testicle. feet. Oh. Oh. <laughs> back, back to Dr. Fauci. <laughs> Depends on what part of the country you're from. Okay. <laughs> Don't know what that means, but I'll say uh, I'll agree to that one. It's fun. So DJT is, uh, he now continues to tout an anti-malaria drug as a cure for the coronavirus, despite health officials' warnings that they don't know enough about the effects to draw that conclusion. So you're saying he's, he's, uh, he's putting it, yeah, he was, he was trying to give false hope during one of these task force press briefing saying yeah we've got this drug that's going to work and it's going to be a miracle cure and that, you know what I think he was trying to do is just kind of uh, he's worried about the stock market stock market has been Absolutely. plummeting and I feel like he spews these lies to try to get the stock market to turn around that's, that's uh, my that theory. is correct that's and my... he doubled down okay. Saturday he tweeted that hydroxychloroquine and as as throat Azithromycin, yeah, uh, if taken together, have a real chance to be one of the biggest game changers in the history of medicine. That was like, DJT's what the, what the uh, tweet. But what, what was Fauci's response to this? Because he's a, he's the real deal. 
Fauci says, I'm totally, I'm not totally sure what the president was referring to. Many things you hear out there are what I call an- antidotal reports that may be true, but if you really want to definitively know if something works, you have to do the kind of trial that you get the mo- good information with. Okay. So, and yeah. I just, as a side note, yeah, an Arizona man uh, actually passed away. He died after ingesting <laughs> chloroquine. I, I shouldn't phosphate. laugh. I hate to laugh. And why am I laughing? In an attempt to pro- in an attempt to protect himself from becoming infected with the coronavirus, the man's wife also ingested that drug and is currently under critical care. It's, it's just that when you say a Florida man, I can't help but, you know, it's, Arizona man. Oh, did I say Florida? I don't know. Anyway, same thing. Yeah, that's sad. Uh, so he's putting that's out, super sad. He's putting but out, it's like direct relation to what DJT is putting out there. Like you can, like I don't think it's a far jump or a far leap here to say that this man is dead because of DJT. I mean, many people are dead because of DJT. A lot of deaths. That's true. Were prevented. But he wouldn't have ingested this substance that they use to clean fish tanks if it wasn't for DJT. No. No. Well, you know what? If yeah, I, I guess yeah, I I think so. Right when you put out false information, false medical information, that is just like, and you're and you're uh, in a position of authority. That is really bad, really, really bad. Yeah, you have you have to take you have to respect the position you're in if you're the president, even oh, though you shouldn't be. But you should that. respect that. People are going to listen to you, whether they should or not. You know, after yeah, after these last four years, three and a half years, I I forgot that. Thanks for reminding me. Oh, you're <laughs> welcome. What a thing! What a thing! Well, as our our self quarantine continues and everybody is social distancing, uh, these these daily briefings continue on. But uh, Fauci, at, well, le- you at know, least he's there. I mean, that's the that's the next thing, right? So DJT, yeah. he. He seems to be changing his position after a week of promoting self uh, isolation, self quarantine. He's saying we, uh, uh, last night, in the middle of the night, he went on Twitter yet again Man. and he uh, put out in all caps, "quote We cannot let the cure be worse than the problem itself. At the end of the 15 day period, we will make a decision as to which way we want to go." So I think what he's trying to say is, you know, we might just sacrifice people who are on Medicare right now. Let's just sacrifice them. But I don't know. No, we're going to sacrifice older. I don't care about the deaths anymore. Yeah, that's what he's saying. The economy's stalled. Like, I mean, uh, Social Security is what I I meant. Yeah, the economy's stalled. Like that is my platform uh, for re-election. I have nothing else to go on. If the economy is stalled, I, I've heard that they're saying unemployment's going to jump up to 20%. That's millions of people. Yeah. And like a, a matter de- of a month. Depression. So they're levels. like, yeah, they're freaking out. Like we need to uh, push the economy and jumpstart it once again. So now they're, yeah, they're, they're talking about people who, even if they have symptoms to wear a mask, but they can go back to work. Like they're, like they're floating out ideas like 
to just end this self quarantine before you, you, you it actually just, takes effect. You can't just end the self quarantine. Now I'm obviously not an infectious disease expert, but I did read. You're not. Wait, what? Yeah. Sorry to break it to you. Oh. I've been lying to Damn. you all these years. I, I read oh my uh, God. this article where one was talking about what it will take to get to the point where we're in normalcy. Now it's going to take quite some time. What we're looking for is herd immunity. We need 70, 60 to 70 or even 70 to 80, something like this. Again, look it up yourself. Percent uh, of the population to be immune to this disease. That means they get it and they recover. And then we also need a vaccine as well. So if we have that and we have a good treatment and then we're able to, to, to ensure that people who are in the public's uh, professions like teachers, doctors, stuff like that, if we're able to test them and then put them out there and ensure the public through some sort of testing that they have had it and they're immune to it, then we're going to start to go back to normal. Once, once, once people know that they are no longer carriers of this thing. And it's going to take some time. It doesn't happen overnight. You can't, it's not going to happen in 15 days. I'm sorry. Sorry, Trumbo. Dumbo. I mean, if you're saying like a vaccine or like a treatment plan, I mean, you're talking a year to 18 months. Oh, yeah. I fully expect things to be like this for a year. How about you? I've already accepted that in my head, just scientifically from what I've read. I'm not a scientist, but just from what the scientists are saying. How about you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, no, 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 no. A year? A year like this? It's not a comfortable thought. I understand that. No, I don't think so. What do you think? Do you want to know what I'm predicting is going to happen? Or what sure. should happen? Whatever. Yeah, what, what's, what's, the, what's the difference? Tell me. Well, I think what should happen is that we do a basically a national lockdown. The whole, like, and, and police it. Like, everyone stays inside for, you know, three weeks. So the disease dies, and if you have it, then you get treated. And after that, like, it should be dead, right? We it should go go away because we've all been away. We've been in self quarantine. What yeah. I think's gonna happen? Yeah, that's what they're trying to do in, in a lot of states. I mean, that's what they need to do. But you can't do it in one state, and not do it in another. That is the the big right? issue. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. why it needs to be national. Yeah, what I think's going to happen. As I think that DJT is going to allow like like people to go back to you know everyone he's going to push that people go back to work, and in like two weeks from now, everyone will be going back to work, and then it's going to hit harder yes. than it is now, and we're going to have to lock down even more, and it's really going to fuck the economy. Yeah, I can see that happening. And that's right. I I think that's what's going to happen. And you know what? That would be perfect for his reelection as well, because then that would throw the election into chaos. And if less people are voting, then he has more likely. He's more likely to be reelected. If he doesn't suspend it altogether, he can't. He doesn't have that power. Don't worry. Oh, good. Thank yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll be right back. Fresh air. <laughs> more on uh, COVID, because, I mean, that's what everybody's talking about. And, uh, it has started to infect members of Congress. We'll talk to you about that. But first, coming up next, somebody who is running for Congress, Jason Call. He's a 
progressive out of Washington State, which has been hit hard by COVID, by the way. So we can talk to him about that. That's up next on It's News to Us. Don't go anywhere. Jason and Jason. We have two Jasons on the line right now. Of course, Jason, the co-host. We all know and love him. But also Jason Call for Congress. He's a progressive running for Washington 02 against incumbent Rick Larson. And uh, lots happening in Washington right now. Welcome to the show, Jason. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much for having me on here. So you are trying to unseat the Rick Larson and you're trying to do this without any super PAC money, right? That is correct. That's your shtick. No, uh, not just super PAC, but no corporate PAC money whatsoever. So if, if I'm uh, Nabisco or Kohl's and I say I have $10 million, you're not going to take it? I would not take a dime of it. No. Not even from a Nabisco. They make some good crackers. Come on, man. <laughs> it's a Nabisco uh, subsidiary of Kraft. <laughs> and I, I, I believe Kraft is one of the worst corporations on the planet. So, oh, okay. uh, no, no, I don't want that money. You were, we just, Do you feel like you're at a disadvantage for not taking that money? Um, well, you know, here's the interesting thing. Uh, what I found out is, is that... Um, while you need money to operate uh, a race, you need to get your message out there. Um, you don't need the kind of money that uh, a candidate like Rick Larson raises. He raises and spends uh, a million plus dollars um, in every election cycle. And he takes it from the, you know, the worst corporations you can think of. He takes it from the military industrial complex and, uh, and the fossil fuel industry. And, um, you know, the, the transportation industry takes a, a lot of money from Boeing, uh, Boeing, a, a company that only just now decided it was going to shut down for two weeks after one of its line workers died from the COVID virus. Um, so, man, um, what's wrong with taking with corporate money? So you're saying if you take corporate money, you might be compromised in office. I'm saying that, uh, the record of the votes of the people who take that money and the way they vote, uh, is, is proof in my mind that you are compromised. Yes. Now, the presidential candidate and assumed Democrat nominee, Joe Biden, he is up the arse of corporations. Are you, do you think he'll be compromised if he wins and how so? Uh, Well, he's, well, he's already said um, that he's uh, not interested in Medicare for all. Um, He's, uh, you know, I I think uh, Joe Biden represents, um, you know, first of all, he's, he's not competent to hold office, uh, but that's one thing, but that's that's a big statement though. Why do you think that? Cause I actually said this to Jason, the co-host here and Jason disagree with me. Didn't you Jason? Yeah, I think you're if you if you if you think that or if you're saying that and you believe that, like you're playing into the hand of uh, Trump. Oh, completely. Yes. If I criticize Democrats, I am definitely helping Trump out all the way. (laughs) Well, why do you think I I just feel like maybe he you you can kind of see his mental decline. Just I don't know. I don't be wrong. I'd much rather have him in office than Trump and I will vote for him. But uh, he wasn't my first choice. Uh, but what? What? Why do you think he's, he's not competent? No, he's 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 there. He's there to protect. No, I don't. I don't think he's. I, I think he's going to be up there. See, Democrats have made a lot of fun of Trump 
for not being a terribly competent speaker. Um, and I don't, I don't think that Biden is, I, let me, let me say this. I, I, I don't think his presidency will be as bad as a Trump presidency. I mean, Trump is awful. And I think we could admit that Trump is awful. But uh, a Biden presidency is not going to fight for the working class. Uh, and the reason they are not going to fight for the working class is because they are just an, another arm of the oligarchy. The whole um, everybody drop out um, right before Super Tuesday and coalesce behind uh, Biden because, you know, he managed to win South Carolina and um, that that entire uh, uh series of events was to prevent a Bernie Sanders nomination. Uh, and the reason the Democratic Party doesn't want a Bernie Sanders nomination, because Bernie Sanders is actually more of a threat to the Democratic establishment than is President Trump, actually. What is this uh, Democratic totally, establishment that he is a threat to? Uh, they're corporate donors. And you're you saying know, that it's and, all coming down to money. It, of course, it all comes down to money. It comes down to <laughs> okay. it comes down to somebody local to uh, me here in Washington State, somebody like Jeff Bezos or Bill Gates. Um, you right. know, Jeff Bezos, who who threw up uh, what four million dollars to, to to run a candidate against uh, Shama Sawant for the Seattle City Council, where Shama Sawant is clearly somebody who is standing up for workers' rights, for immigrant rights, for, um, you know, uh, workplace protections, for increased minimum wage, all the stuff that people like Jeff Bezos, Bezos uh, do not support because it's going to impact their bottom line, even though, you know, he, he's got, what, 115 billion dollars. Your district, uh, so you're in Washington, and Washington is known to be, uh, it's a it's a tech hub what are there any tech companies in the washington district uh two uh in district two um it district two is not a tech hub district okay. two is more of a, a boeing hub um ah. uh, and and a, and a military hub okay well well boeing um you know has a lot of government contracts Absolutely. So I guess it's sort of safe from, I mean, like what's been the response to your campaign so far? Are you getting a lot of support from people when you're out there on the streets and, and pounding the pavement, so to speak? Unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of out there on the streets right now, (laughs) which is, which is definitely hampering our campaign. It's called Um, a hazmat suit. No, all all of the campaigns do the virus. I want you to go door to door with a hazmat suit. I think that would be great for your campaign. If you wore one of those and knocked on doors. (laughs) <laughs> I'm more likely to wear a yellow vest, but <laughs> not not a bad it's idea. I, don't know that want it, I think everybody would open doors. up their doors if a man with a hazmat suit was knocking. <laughs> um, they might be, but you know, it might <laughs> it might freak them out a little bit. But you know, honestly, um, we, uh, in re- reality, you know, I'm I'm a uh, an elected member of the state central committee. Uh, I was elected to represent my legislative district, um, and I do have support from people in the party, not the traditional, you know, uh, DNC type people who are vote blue no matter who, but. 
the Sanders wing of the party um, who has, you know, uh, really had an impact on politics here locally. I mean, in 2016, we caucused for Bernie and, you know, he won the state state 73 percent. And so there is a contingent of people who are, you know, who have worked. I mean, I've worked with the Democratic Party for 30 years uh, in and out, um, but I'm definitely very. Uh, left-wing slash progressive, and I hate to even use the word progressive anymore because it keeps getting co-opted by people who are not at all progressive. Um, So, you know, I just say, you know, I'm left-wing, I stand for workers' rights, Um, I don't mind using the word democratic socialist. Uh, How many signatures do you need to be on the ballot? How How many signatures do you need to be on the ballot? Um, I need 1,740 signatures, um, and you know I'm not I'm not necessarily worried about getting those signatures. There's also a ballot access fee of 1,740 dollars, which you know we already have. So if we can't get those last signatures that we need because the 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 virus is um, you know preventing us from doing door to door canvassing, I mean we do we do have you know 100 plus volunteers who are who are out there getting signatures from friends and family in the district, and you know if we make it we make it, and if we don't, um, you know we'll just pay the ballot access fee. We've talked to a couple of the candidates like yourself on this show, uh, Lauren Ashcroft, one of them from New York. Yeah, I know Lauren. Yeah, and uh, a couple others. And the thing is, like, okay, so you're not taking super PAC money, and you're not taking the corporate money. You get on the ballot, and and then what? Like, how do you pay for marketing? Because you're going to be going up a behemoth. Uh, so, so here's the thing. I mean, if you if you are, I'll I'll say this. Rick Larson is not particularly well liked in the district. In fact, it is local party leaders, and I mean chairs of local districts, who asked me to run in the first place. And there are some reasons for that. They don't like, um, they, one, they don't like Rick's style of corporate politics because, you know, they are progressives themselves. Um, and so I've had a number of local party organization that is county or legislative district chairs, uh, tell me that they support me personally. I'm going through the endorsement process. I've already been endorsed by my own legislative district, um, local democratic organization. Um, and I'm working through the endorsement process for a number of others. Um, and I believe that I will get at least half of the 14 local democratic party organizations, which will then give me access to, um, vote builder you know, the, the NGP van, um, a lot of progressive candidates who are running no corporate PAC money campaigns have not made, you know, they're kind of new at this. So they haven't made the inroads into the democratic party that I have, but I've been working for democratic candidates for, you know, 15 years. I worked on Howard. Is it it true that you were actually, is it true that you're actually kicked out of the Democrat party at one point for tearing down a big Confederate flag in your neighborhood (laughs) did that happen i was i I was suspended no that was true um i was i was suspended from the uh, state central committee of the washington state democrats for a period of six months um and in large part it was because of a personal action that i took which was to cut down a confederate flag that was on the back of a pickup truck that was parked in front of uh you know, an elementary school. It was just down the street from my daughter's high school. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I did that and I said I did it and I said I didn't apologize for it. And Jason so, on the sh- um, co-host, Jason, code of conduct in front of me. Jason, um, the co-host, do you support that action? 
Uh, when did you do it? <laughs> when? When is like, When question? was this? No, no, I'm just oh, curious. I don't know. It was back in March of 2019. Oh, then it's okay. Um, it's it's okay then. Oh, no, I, I didn't say that. I was just wondering. I mean, I yeah. You did what a lot of people want to do. You you did Actually, it. I agree. So you're a man of action. I mean, I, I don't know. I agree with it, but I also disagree with it at the same time. I, I You probably like were in the moment kind of angry about it, right? Well, so I, I had passed by that particular pickup truck, and um, I knew that it belonged to a senior at the high school that my daughter attended uh, because she identified the student. And I had gone to the principal, and I had said, Listen, you got a kid driving around with this thing. Uh, I think you should bring the kid in. I think you should talk to him about what the symbolism is. I can't imagine what a number of students are feeling having to walk past that thing on their way to school every day. Um, but I did set an internal clock, and I said, well, if the school doesn't address it, and they said they couldn't because it was parked on a city street, not on campus. Uh, I just kind of set my internal clock, and I said, this thing is here next week. I'm just going to take it down myself. Um, but I did provide the school with some resources that came from the Southern Poverty Law Center and from Black Lives Matter on education um, and diversity, which this year um, they have decided that they might have a little bit of a diversity problem in the district. And so they implemented a program earlier in the year. And I emailed the uh, uh, principal and I said, I like to think I, you know, was able to contribute to your direction here. Yeah, I mean, so, sometimes um, it takes some bold action like that, but also... Yeah, there you go. All right, we won't get into that anymore. Because well, I, 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 what was yeah. the parents' reaction? Yeah. The, oh, I don't know. I, 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 I cut the thing There's down. No uh, I shredded it. I tossed it back in the pickup truck. I never heard from it. Now I said, if anybody wanted to file vandalism charges on me, I would take those vandalism charges. You want to fine? You have a misdemeanor on my record. Okay, fine. Somebody looks at what it was. I cut down a Confederate flag. I'm fine with that. So I was going to take whatever consequences, but nobody ever filed any charges. The only people who ever complained about this were <laughs> some of the local centrist Democrats. So that's where that went. Uh, okay. Now, is he still flying the flag on his truck? Oh, this was a year ago, and you know, I, I believe I believe another one did arise at some point, but uh, you know, mm -hmm. I left it. I had already been suspended from the party and i was like all right i'm just uh you know I, I i did it once maybe i should have done it again just for consistency but you know never really got the opportunity jason calls running for congress in washington oh two your state has been just devastated by the coronavirus it is one of the epicenters man uh what would you do to combat this virus if you were in office right now if i had the virus and i was in office if you were in office, well, I mean, if you're Rand Paul, okay, sure. I well, no, <laughs> yeah, but, I'd go swimming in the pool and yes. inspect everybody else, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, I mean, realistically, if I was in office, um, I would have encouraged um, uh, people to take this much more seriously much earlier. Um, like I had mentioned uh, just a short while ago, Boeing only just now. Um, closed down uh, their largest manufacturing facility, which is right here in my district in Everett, um, after they know now a couple of dozen 
people have been infected and one worker has died. And so as you see so many times uh, in the corporate world, uh, it will take somebody's death or injury for people to take action um, if it's going to affect their bottom line. Um, I certainly would have encouraged um, people in this state um, to, to, to lock down um, a whole lot earlier than they did, knowing that we had, uh, I, I think there were a couple of epicenters here for the coronavirus in this state, one of them uh, in, in, in Kirkland, and I think there was another one down in uh, Pierce County, which is uh, south of me. Um, but, you know, I, I think um, one of the things I would certainly be advocating for if I was in office uh, is a Medicare for All program. And I think the fact that we have not had um, uh, testing facilities uh, or we have not been prepared for testing or that there is um, profit linked to uh, and affordability linked to being able to get this te- these tests is criminal. I think, you know, they should be manufactured for free. Um, and, uh, well, not for free, but the, you know, the government would pay the cost. There shouldn't be any profit made off of them. Um, and that they should be widely available to everybody, which hasn't happened. However, under med- under a Medicare for all system, you know, we, I, I think we would not be wondering whether people are going to get the healthcare they need because healthcare would be a priority. And I don't think healthcare is a priority right now. Couldn't agree with you more. I mean, that's why I was a big Bernie supporter and still am I mean he's not going to get the nomination doesn't look at this point but I think Medicare for all is probably the biggest hurdle of our generation and uh and also I mean there's there's many more uh and we don't have any time to get into it but uh we appreciate you coming on the show Jason call it's callforcongress.com if you would like if you're in the Washington area or even if you're not you want to learn more about his message Go to callforcongress.com. It's call for Congress with an F O R, not the four, and it's the same on Facebook and Twitter. Twitter, it's call for Congress. Yes. Good luck with the rest of your campaign. Keep us posted, and we really hope that you win. That way, you can uh, be a, a, an elected member and guest on the show regularly. We'd love to have an elected uh, guest. We kicked Rand I appreciate Paul out it very of, much. Thank you. Rand very Paul much. used to be on the show, but after he got COVID, we told him no more. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, Jason. Have a good one. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Eddie. Yes. <laughs> Just, the, you know, kind of following up to what you and Jason were talking about as far as, you know, the progressive wing of the Democratic Party, do you think that the ideas are good, but maybe Bernie was the wrong mouthpiece for them? Obviously, that's what we're seeing in the with how it's playing out. I mean, personally, personally, do you you think that personally I liked Bernie, but after looking at the numbers, I think you're right. If Bernie was, you know, 45 years old and attractive, I think his message would go further because people are vain idiots. That's how you get to the idiots is by being vain is what I mean. Right. So the progressive wing should find a candidate that would fits that bill. And yes. should be good. Yeah. Honestly, yes. It comes down to that. Because if you look at most presidential elections where progressives are successful, it is one, it, it, they're all good looking. Or at least are attractive or not ugly. <laughs> or not yelling all the time. Yeah. 
But I liked Bernie. I liked I liked the fact that he was just an angry. Not was he? He's not angry. He, he has every right to be angry, though. And I agree with his anger. It's just like you're right. His delivery, I guess, is off putting. Yeah, but when you're talking to the American people and you're yelling and it's off putting, like that doesn't really go well, right? <laughs> like it's it's one thing if you're yelling at someone else, like Trump or like someone specific, but like. When you're addressing like the American public, maybe you should just take a more calmer tact. Mm, perhaps. Just my thoughts. Maybe this is what we've learned. Lessons learned. Man, the show is just getting away from us because we had this whole other segment planned. I'm not sure that we can talk about what we had planned, but we'll figure it out. We're going to take a quick break. Come back and breaking news. I have some breaking news for you. Do you want oh, breaking boy. news? Yeah. Okay, I want you to uh, brace yourself. This just in, someone that Jason and I know has been positive, is positive for COVID-19. What? Somebody that you and me know is positive for COVID-19. More after this. Oh, my God. It's news to us live on AW Radio. We're back here, and Jason, just before we hit the break, I said there's somebody that we both know that claims to be positive, uh, COVID-19 positive. He's coughing like a maniac right now, so it must be true. It is David in Australia. David, is this Hello, true? Hello, gentlemen from down under. <coughs> coughing. Oh, shit. I'm going to try real hard not to cough. My bad, my bad. No, my no, bad. Don't, don't, don't apologize. Are you, are you faking so, us right now? Or are you being real? Uh, yeah, so I'm in isolation at the moment. Um, are you serious? So, yeah, so our, our government, as of yesterday, um, implemented what they're calling quote-unquote stage one, which is they shut all uh, bars, clubs, cinemas, restaurants, uh, cafes, um, a- any social gathering basically of over 50 people. When did this start? Um, and even our shopping centres are only letting people in 10 at a time. Yeah. And um, sometimes you have to wait like, yeah, hours, but um, because I'm in isolation, I um, have to get people to go and get stuff for me. And Wait a second, you got to back up here, David. Uh, you're like <sighs> too much information. So uh, when when did when did your symptoms begin, and when did you get a test? Uh, so I began symptoms about seventeen days ago. Um, and after the first day or two, you, you know, like being in my early thirties, I was just like, oh yeah, I've got a cold, whatever, nothing big. And, and sort of just started what getting your, progressively worse. What were your symptoms? What were your symptoms? I was hey, like, oh shit. David, what were your symptoms? Big. What were your symptoms? If I can explain it in any way, it, it's like you, your lungs are filling up with fluid, right? Oh. And it's just... Uh, yeah, it, it started off. It started off as a bit of snot, uh, sinus, and uh, a bit of fever. Like my temperature was 
a couple of um, degree over the now, norm. David, so, do you have uh, any pre-existing medical conditions that might make you more predisposed to the symptoms being worse? Mate, apart, apart from being dropped in a septic tank, I'm healthy as a motherfucker. Okay. Right. <laughs> Sorry. So, um, yeah, I um, – no, no pre-existing medical conditions whatsoever. You, are you a smoker? I beg your pardon? Are you a smoker? No, no. Oh, well, uh, 420, but not, not cigarettes, no. Yeah, 420 doesn't count. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it started off one of the um, eighteen hundred yeah. confirmed cases. There, it, it's 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 hackers, boys. It's just getting out of control. It really, really is. It's wait, just, hang on, David. Let's let's slow down a little bit. So you you uh, start getting these symptoms, and then at what point did you decide to go get tested? So I uh, called a national number, and I actually had to wait. 24 hours in a queue for someone to come out to test me uh, because we were running low on um, test kits. So um, after three days and I started getting really bad and on the third day, I'll explain it to you like this, boys. I felt like death. Like I had the I, – I was so hot – I, I was in I was in a cold shower and I felt like I was still profusely sweating, and I felt like I was drowning in <coughs> um, uh, drowning in fluid on my lungs, and the headaches and and nausea that that follow, and you just know that something really not good is happening. And well, I only envisioned if I was an elderly person or a young person, that would be just. Fucked. Let's talk about your so exposure real quick. Real quick before uh, you, let's talk yeah. about your exposure. Where do you think that you might have been exposed? And have you been washing your hands? Have you been following the advice? Have you been not been touching your face? I have been very, very fastidious with with uh, hand sanitization, and you know, I'm not a dirty person. I always learned to vampire cough, and you know, I don't. When I go shopping or whatever, I don't. So where was the exposure? So it must have been uh, inhaling. Do you know anybody that has confirmed case or has been ill? Okay, so this is where they they have traced it back to. Um, on the Friday before I got tested, so about five six days beforehand, uh, I was at a restaurant in my main city. Um, meeting friends, right? And we were meeting in a big restaurant and back, you know, even two weeks ago, no one was taking this shit seriously. Everyone was just like, whatever, you know? So we were in this restaurant and there was a diner at that restaurant that was on a flight from Wuhan to Sydney um, and then wow. Brisbane, my capital city. And then he got off the plane went to a hotel in the city and he ate at the restaurant where I was at. So that's how fucked is that? So straight from Wuhan. Well, that's, that's, that's the link. Cause every, when you get diagnosed, right? Well, our government anyway, they want to know who you've seen, where you've been, As what they should. you've done. Yeah, because they can they can movie. usually trace this back to one person. Jason was kind of doubting that you might have coronavirus. Jason, what do you think? <coughs> Pardon me. Um, Sorry. I think I might still be doubting it, but Jason is doubting shitty. the story. 
Mate, I, I, I don't take offense to that. I Jason, think- go ahead and ask your questions. Why are you doubting it? <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm just, you know, I'm, a, I'm skeptic. Go I ahead. feel like this is one of Eddie's tricks. No, I, I have no tricks no, I, here. No, I'm, uh, Jason, Jason I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't lie about this. This is a serious thing. I honestly just wanted to pitch in because if you're saying it's on me from Australia and I'm been affected by it, I will swear swear on (laughs) your, on your daughter's life that I did not set this up. Oh, fuck you, man. No, I'll I'll swear on your daughter's life. That's how confident I am that I didn't set this up. (laughs) Yeah, but don't bring my daughter into it. Well, I love her too. So I'm just saying, you cross the nah, line. Jake, Don't do that again. Jake, I'm, nah, mate, I'm not nah. joking. <coughs> well, sorry if I crossed the <coughs> but, line, but I. But well, what I was trying to communicate is that I did not set this up, but I'm confident of that. And I. Can we go back to yes. how I'm feeling now? Do you want to know how I'm feeling now? <laughs> you sound so, fine. So I'm like, so I've done my my isolation, right? So isolation sucks. But um, I get my test back by it literally what's it, four in four hours time. I should have my results back. But I tell you what, they've they've just put me on a lot of antibiotics, and I've just not smoked any 420, and just taken plenty of rest, and just ate healthy, and I've I've gotten better. So. That's that's the shining that's the shining light. So I don't, I I'm not fearful for my life that I'm going to die. But um, it's just it's crazy that you so know I that never would have thought that I firsthand would get this. What's going to happen? What's going to happen moving forward though? So you've tested positive, and now you have to have a couple tests proving that you're negative, right? Before you're able to move about society. Reintegrate. Reintegration, I think they call it. But yeah, it's basically they that what our government is doing is a mandatory 72. So after the final test, it's another 72 hours and then you're, you're right to go because they just want to like double, double, double check sort of thing. So now, now did you have to be in isolation at home or were you in the hospital? I, no, because because the hospitals are being overrun. Anyone that's not uh, under the age of twelve or over the age of sixty five has basically home isolation. So we don't cram up the the hospital system. You know what I mean? Because I don't need to be on a ventilator. Um, you know, uh, whereas someone that's eighty five will be. So, so I'd rather not give up that bed spot for myself and just you know look after it myself but it, it just so, only real the, the two shittiest things well th- three shit things about this c- coronavirus is one the headaches two the fever and and three the isolation that's you know that's you know the coughing or whatever's manageable but yeah you get just some intense fevers and intense headaches and it's just not pleasant go ahead jason you had a question well, I'm, I'm curious. So you said uh, 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 when you got tested, someone came to your house to uh, deliver the test or take the test? Yeah, so we have a program. Um, it's uh, like we call it One Three Health, but it's like your 1-800-HEALTH or whatever for you guys. And it's uh, a nationwide doctor service, and they have stepped up for this 
uh, testing because they don't want people to go into doctor surgeries or into public places if they think they are positive to address the spreading. So they're trying to, as much as humanly possible, allocate home testing or what they call remote testing so that it's not put in the general mainstream public. So it's um, <coughs> it's interesting because I've watched some of the stuff from the States and compare it to us. And I have to honestly say <coughs> we've got, you know, a very small fraction of your population, but we're taking this way more seriously than you guys are. Thank way you. more seriously. And you, you should be. And David, get get well. Uh, sorry to hear that you have it, but we're glad to hear that you're recovering and you're not in a serious condition. So uh, That's all good, boys. Check in with me next week from the yes, bunkers. And yeah, please. <laughs> I'm sure I'll be fine. You'll so. be miles ahead and, of everybody and Jason, next week. Jason, no bullshit, bro. Um, yeah, I, I get the skepticism, but yeah, it's... Uh, I just really wanted to call in because I was just uh, – I can't even believe that I tested positive, man. My friends can't believe it. They're like, you know, we're 30 – in our 30s. We don't get this shit, but it just happens. So be careful, everybody. You don't – excludes no one. Thank you, thank you, David, and get well. Thank you, very, thank you gentlemen. Boys. Take care. You See you, boys. All right. Bye. Get well. There he is, David in Australia on Skype. You think that I, I set that up? That's insulting. I, I, is it? Why, why would I set that up? Is it? Is it? Like, hey, David, call in and cough uncontrollably. Yeah. yeah. And just say you have COVID 19. No, I'm uh-huh. taking, I'm taking this seriously. Okay. Well, I can see that. Sorry. What do you mean you can see that? I can see you doing that. Boy, who called, who cried wolf? Okay. I've had a lot of pranks on the show before. <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> Uh, I don't know how to tell you. I mean, like, if it were a prank, by now the joke would be over, and I would tell you. Would Aha, it? You got me. Or got would you. It? Whatever. Uh, well, anyway. hope, hopefully David gets better. Good show, Eddie. Sucks. Good show. Well done. <laughs> All right. Everybody. I hope everyone takes takes uh, public officials, uh, the experts, the doctors out there saying to stay home. I hope you're all taking that seriously. You need to stay home. Thank you. You really do. Please stay home. Stay home, everybody. It's going to get worse. They're bring out the National Guard, and we have people with machine guns on your block. No joke. It's going to happen if everybody doesn't stay the fuck home. And the economy will not recover if you don't stay the fuck home. Stay home. Appreciate it very much, Tim Apple. News, laws, and regulations are changing by the day. We get it. And at ADP, we're here to help guide you with up-to-the-minute compliance expertise so you can pay your people accurately and on time, regardless of what each new day may bring. Learn more at ADP.com. What's it doing? Designing my new 2021 Nissan Kicks Online in the Kicks Color Studio, I give each a special name. This one's electric blue, orange, red, white. I call it the gumball machine. You think it's me? I feel like you're more of a red velvet guy. Limitless possibilities. With over 100 million available color combinations and Bose Personal Plus system in the boldly new 2021 Nissan Kicks. Bose is the registered trademark of the Bose Corporation. Color combinations include interior and exterior colors. Customization is an available feature subject to availability at participating Nissan dealer. See dealer for details.